What's up, guys? Welcome to the Social Bamboo Podcast, teaching one of the fastest and most sustainable social media growth strategies out there. I'm your host, Derek Vidal, and on today's episode, we are talking about sales tactics I shouldn't be teaching, part five. This is a series you're going to want to go back on and listen to the other episodes, especially if you like this one today. But these are very short episodes with just one key sales psychology, and then I'll give you a bunch of examples so you can really understand it. But understanding these things is very necessary uh, because in a direct sales sense, whenever you're selling to someone in person, whether it be for your business or you're simply just trying to persuade someone to your line of thinking in just everyday life, maybe you are traveling abroad like I just got done with and you are uh, trying to negotiate the price on going into this hotel and you got multiple friends with you and you're trying to get the price down. Whatever it is, life is sales. There's always so much that you can apply all of these concepts to. So I just say that because I know a lot of you aren't technically in sales or so you think. You're not in like a typical sales career where you're cold calling and banging on doors. You uh, are in sales though because you are selling a product or service online and uh, understanding sales psychology across the board is still very important. Uh, Now, the audio on this episode might be a little bit airy uh, because I'm recording it at my friend's house. My flight got delayed two days. (laughs) So yeah, I like sat on the airplane for four hours, literally four hours. We all just sat there uh, with the captain telling us we're about to take off in about 20, 25 minutes every 20, 25 minutes. And uh, I am impressed though because everyone around me was so nice and we all handled it very well and we just talked and no one got upset and we just chilled there and then they took us off the plane one last time and we were going to get back on and they just had it canceled and we had to rebook and yeah it's not for another two days is the one that I could get uh, without spending like a thousand extra bucks so um, yeah I was planning on being back by now with my recording studio but hey we can't miss an episode right so just want to apologize for any audio Uh, let's get right into it though what we're going to be talking about today is something that happens a lot of times when uh, even even if you're in e-commerce, um, a customer will tell you that they are ready to buy something and uh, they'll say, hey, I'm going to buy this thing off your website or um, they're interested in your coaching packages and they say, hey, I really need a coach right now. I want to coach with you. Uh, how much uh, is it to coach with you? Can you please send me your pricing? And they try to escalate themselves through your sales process very quickly by telling you things that are exactly what you want to hear. And this is a great situation to be in, but the reason why it's very important for me to talk about is because what a lot of times we do in sales is as soon as the customer starts asking, what's the price? I really want to work with you. I want to buy this product that I see on your website. We think the sale is done. And you really want to internalize that you never celebrate or even consider a sale as made. You don't really get any kind of high off of it. You don't allow yourself to get any kind of high off of, oh, someone's inquiring about working with me. Like, it doesn't matter. That's great. But you still bring them through the same sales process. You give them the same pitch. You treat them like they're not fully ready to buy just yet. And this is very important because... There are some of these scenarios where they would say, hey, I really want to buy. What's the price of your program? I don't need to do a call with you. I don't want to do this or that. Just tell me the price. 
and you just say, okay, perfect, yeah, this is the price, and you don't really do a proper presentation, you don't present it the right way, you don't build price expectancy before you say the price, because that's a big part of making the sale. You want the customer to perceive your service uh, as a lot more than what it actually costs them in the end, and that's when they're like, oh, wow, I thought it was gonna be 5,000, it's only 1,500, like, yeah, let's do it, it's a no-brainer. And you want them to feel really comfortable in that decision. Um, and even these customers that say, hey, I really want to buy from you. Let's just stick with this example in the coaching industry, although this really does apply across the board, even down to the little $30 products on your website. If someone says they want to buy it, but they haven't placed the order yet, don't celebrate, don't consider it done, and um, you know, make sure that they get all their questions answered and uh, treated uh, properly as if they were someone who was still on the fence. Because, hey, until that sale is actually, until they actually click complete purchase uh, that you should consider them on the fence in some way, uh, shape or form. So let's say they say, hey, I really wanna do your coaching program, how much is it? And you say it's $1,500 and they say, oh, okay, well, I guess that's, um, we could probably do that. I mean, that's a little bit more than I was thinking, but um, yeah, like what does that include? You know, and now you're having to do a reverse presentation. Now you're having to say, oh, well, this is why it makes sense that it's that much money and, and it's not the right order. It's not the clean way to do it. And even if they buy it, they don't buy it as comfortably as the person who was taken through your sales journey the way it's intended. So to sum up the tip that I'm talking about, it's just don't let customers escalate themselves through your sales process just because they say a lot of buying verbiage. Uh, they say a lot of statements that imply like this person's ready to go. They're a quality customer. I think I can just close them right now. I don't think I really need to give them any details. Let's just, you know, give them the price. Let's just do it. And there are some scenarios, which is why everything just comes down to uh, personal experience and having enough wisdom to really be able to decipher the customer who is just, you know, really inspired in the moment to buy something. And thus they use verbiage that is like, hey, I'm, I'm ready to buy. I, I've done this too. I caught myself doing this recently to someone where I didn't know the price of something. I didn't really know the details, but I was like, hey, I'll probably buy it. And I just literally said, hey, I'm going to buy this thing from you. Then they said, it's this much money. I was like, oh shit, I didn't know it was that much money. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, like why? And then it just, it wasn't good. Um, and, you know, I realized it too. Like I, I, we are no exceptions to psychology. This is also a very important point I'm gonna quickly make. In order to fully understand marketing, you need to know that you are no exception to human psychology. You are still a human. Every thought that is going through your mind is probably very similar to a thought someone else is having. And if you think you're an exception to marketing psychology simply because you know about it, right? I, I, I used to do these like sales presentations for people and they'd be like, I get what you're trying to do. I'm in sales too. I know you want me to make a decision today, but you know, I get it. I get it. I'm in sales. Don't worry. I'll actually, actually call you later. And I'm like, you must be a really shitty salesman because you've even convinced yourself that you are going to buy later. I know I'm not going to buy later. I will handle that objection for a salesman if he's trying to close me. And he's like, yeah, if you want to walk around and think about it, I'm like, don't ever say that, man. You have to close me now. I'm not coming back here. I'm not going to go walk around this county fair and get distracted by food and remember to come back to buy your 
pain cream or whatever the hell, you know, if you've got me on the ropes and I'm right there in front of you, you have to close me right now. And I know that. And I'll be like, hey, like, if I really don't want to buy the product, you know, I'll be like, all right, thank you. You know, and I'll be like, all right, you just screwed yourself in saying that. Like, you absolutely screwed yourself because there was still some reality that you probably could have closed me. Um, but if I really do want to buy it, I'll correct the salesman right there. I'm like, don't give me the permission to walk, dude. Like, that would make no sense. You already have fully identified that your product solves a problem for me and it's, you know, worth more than the money. And I'm just, you know, giving you knee jerk reactions because I didn't want to just make an impromptu decision. So all you need to do is just keep talking to me for a little bit. Let me really hash it out. Let me fully con think about it because since I want your product, the conclusion I'm going to come up with is that I should buy it. You just need to literally keep me here a little bit longer until I feel comfortable enough to do it. And I'm aware of this process, but I'm also aware enough to know that I'm not an exception to it. And there is a, a border of like salesmen who think like, oh, well, yeah, I get how sales work. So you, they don't work, the tricks don't work on me. Not true at all. All right. So that's the great part of it, too. It makes it a lot easier for us to analyze sales and marketing because you can consider the thoughts that are going through your own mind as relevant, uh, probably on a grand scale. You don't want to say like, hey, uh, this, this must be the majority way of thinking, you know, just because you thought it. Um, but at the minimum, there is at least a handful of people who are thinking the same thing as you um, in these sales processes, and it's something to always take note of. Um, so that's why I really like putting myself in situations where I'm a customer, but also not just having my thoughts as a customer, but having my thoughts as a marketer on my thoughts as a customer uh, in, in real time is really how you can get uh, better at marketing quicker is that level of awareness. Um, but it also starts with you accepting that you are no exception to sales and marketing psychology just because you are aware of it. So wrapping back up, going back to the original point here of customers that try to escalate themselves through a sales process, just take this as, you know, when they say, how much is it? And, you know, oh, I'm really interested. I've been looking for this kind of product. I've been wanting to buy a coach for a long time. I've been wanting to buy, uh, you know, these uh, a bunch of new yoga products for a long time. I've been meaning to get into it. Uh, I've been looking to buy candles. I love candles so much. Oh, wow, I love the scents of yours. These are amazing. How much are they? If you haven't told this lady about your beeswax and why it's better for her than, you know, the regular candles that she's got at home and those are potentially harming her lungs and if the, these beeswax candles are going to be a lot smoother and more natural and organic for her, she's going to have the wood burning wick that's going to be a beautiful sound. Uh, her candle's going to, you know, have that flickering sound at night versus the Yankee candles she got at home that are releasing dangerous toxins to her and and her, and her uh, pets, and they're overpriced, or um, they don't burn, they, they burn way too quick, you're not getting much bang for your buck, even though it looks like a big candle, it burns quick. These are sales points that I'm making up, but I think a lot of them are actually true, just because I've worked with a decent amount of candle companies out there, and these are some of the pitches that come from it. But if this customer just says, oh my god, I love candles, and like, let's say your candles are like double the price of Yankee Candles, if she comes up and says, I love candles. Oh, wow, this smells amazing. How much is it? You might think I've got her in the bag. And you do have a very quality customer on the hook. But it doesn't mean that you don't that you get to skip 
the sales presentation that you give to everyone else before you say that price and make sense of why you're about to potentially sticker shock this person you know, with a uh, 2x price than what they're used to. And be like, all right, I'll tell you, but before I do, you've heard of beeswax candles, right? No, I haven't. Okay, well, let me just tell you because the thing about these, it looks like a small candle, but the beeswax burns so much slower than normal candle wax that this will last about three times as long as another candle that is of the same size. So, like, what kind of candles do you have at home? Oh, you have the Yankee candles? Yeah, so those last, you know, how many hours would you say? Exactly, yeah, but the thing about that is that they contain this ingredient and this ingredient and this ingredient. It makes it burn real fast. And you give them the whole sales pitch and then you say the price, okay? So be wary of customers who use buying verbiage before they've heard a sales pitch. It doesn't mean that you get to neglect adding value. That's what I got for you today. If you didn't catch on the last episode, I have now made it open again for all of you podcast listeners. If you would like a free account review of your Instagram account. If you are stuck at your following number, your reels aren't really breaking through to that next level and you could use some personal advice, be sure to DM me a screenshot of a review of the podcast and then I will give you a free personalized um, Instagram audit. So I will go through your account, not like it's me, not like someone from my team or something like that. I'm gonna give you advice that you won't even hear on any of my podcasts because it will be individualized advice for you because that is what most of you need. So the only deal that I'm making for you, just so I don't get swamped for this, just leave a review of the podcast either on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify and screenshot that you did so. Then DM me at socialbamboo underscore on Instagram and just show me the picture of your review. And then I will put you on my list and I should get back to you within a week or two of you putting in the request. Uh, For those of you who have ever put in a request before for an audit for like the couple times that I've done this in the past, it's been over 100 episodes since I've done this, guys. So if you want to do this, make sure you take me up on this. This is something I only do ever so often. And if you've done this before... Um, I will uh, allow you to do it again. Just review me on the po- the uh, Spotify, most likely the platform that you haven't reviewed me on before, and I will get you another audit based off of you know everything that you've implemented since the last one. So uh, this should be very beneficial for you. Again, just review it, screenshot it, DM it at Social Bamboo uh, underscore. I, I really wish I didn't have that under- underscore. Um, and then just say, hey, I came from episode two fifty. I'm looking for the audit. Thanks so much. You're the hottest podcaster ever, Derek. You have a face for podcasting uh, like your mother always told you. And I love your show. That's what I want you to tell me. So go ahead and send that DM now and be sure you're subscribed because new episodes Monday, Thursday, without fail, whether I'm on vacation or not. Let's go.